This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. Oh, in this podcast, we'll talk about how the different climates can be seen through the lens of the doshas, kapha, pitta, and vapa. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, this is Mary Thompson and my brother, Jerry Thompson, and we are here with Ayur What Now? Jerry, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Mary. It's good to see you again. It's good to see you too and hear you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, last time, do you have anything you want to say about last session or last time yeah. together? Yeah, and, and again, um, I think I was saying this last time too, but I'm really getting to feel how the doshas are like a different way of perceiving just everything and, and categorizing it between the kapha, the beta, uh, and the vata, uh, um, and, and seeing how each one uh, relates to each other and how everything sort of is seen through the vision of those uh, um, concepts. And uh, last week, what we talked about was how your life uh, and how you start in Kapha as you're sort of building the foundation and growing and learning. And then with uh, Petta, you're uh, working and experiencing and uh, uh, producing basically. And then as you get older and then you're, uh, you're getting closer to uh, uh, retiring and stuff, and then you do the uh, Vata uh, time of life where you sort of relax and reflect back on your life, what you've done. Uh, and and, and uh, a healthy life, you, you, you experience these and they're all, and you're productive during PETA and you enjoy the uh, productive time in your later life. And, and that was that was good to, to see. And again, I, I'm getting um, the broader concept of each of the doshas and, and how to understand them. And I could see that I'm just scratching the surface. Of this well, <laughs> so. you're, you're doing a good job. You're really doing a good job of scratching the surface on that. Because <laughs> yeah, I hear that I you're understanding a lot. And yeah, it might, yeah. I always feel like with Ayurveda, I remember graduating from school and thinking, I know too much to know as little as I know right now. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? The, the more you know, the more you realize, the less you know. <laughs> exactly, because there's always new ways to look at it. But you've got the mm-hmm. gist of the doshas that it permeates everything and we can understand the way the world works in terms of the doshas. Yeah. And I think bringing it back to people is like mm-hmm. we all have certain ways that we feel more balanced or ways that we are. Like some people are colder than others. And so mm-hmm. they're always going to have a sweater with them or know exactly where the, where the blankets are so they can warm up. Yeah, that'd and be me. Other people, mm-hmm. That'd be you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's me too. I've yeah. got to, I'm, it's like people will say it's summertime. You're going to see a movie. It's like, Oh, just like, I got to bring a jacket with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> the air conditioner will be too cold. <laughs> Make sure I have long pants on. Right. Yeah. And other people are going to be, they're hot all the time and they can't figure us out. They don't know mm-hmm. why we're grabbing mm-hmm. the sweater. It's hot that'd outside. That would be my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's like it, that. It's really funny. I think these people gravitate towards each other. Yeah. Because you know, Michael's like that too. Right? You're, you're yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's always, yeah. he's always warm. And so it's, you're always having that, that battle, like thermostat. <laughs> it's like, if it's, if it's below yeah. 70, <laughs> you can't turn, yeah. can't turn heat on unless the temperature in the house is below 65. Yeah. And yeah. we oh. don't really have an air conditioner, but it's like, it'd yeah. have to be up above 80 in the house for us mm-hmm. to turn on any kind of air. It's you've got you've got the battleground. 
<laughs> but so the doshas kind of express how we are. Like some people run drier and some people are oilier and some people run heavy and some people run light. Mm-hmm. And so that's directed by the dosha as well. That kind of helps us to identify what's our doshic makeup. Mm-hmm. And then we, like we were been talking about the last few sessions, it's about we can see the dosha certain times of day, for example, have the qualities that are more like kapha or pitta or vata. Mm-hmm. Right. And certain times of year have those qualities that are more like vata or pitta or kapha. And of course, like you just said, the times of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to revisit just briefly, like those qualities that the vata dosha is that the qualities that vata dosha had mm-hmm. were more cold and dry and light. Vata is cold, dry, and light. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when we think of the times of day or year or lifetime, these are the times when we are going to be, I don't want to say disturbed by, but we might get thrown out of balance if everything around us is too cold and dry and light. So if you're too much vata, you don't have enough kapha or pitta. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what I do then is I bring in those qualities of kapha and pitta through my diet or through my activities or how warm I keep the house or anything like that, I might alter my environment or my diet and lifestyle so that I can offset that coldness, dryness, and lightness of vata. Mm -hmm. If I'm experiencing a vata dosha imbalance and coming up next, we're going to talk about vata, what vata dosha does in sickness and in health. But today I want to focus kind of on looking at all three doshas. Okay. So the, so the pitta is kind of hot and oily and sharp. Oily and sharp as opposed mm-hmm. to dry and, uh-oh, I forgot what oh, the <laughs> oh, sharp is opposite of dull. Like vata okay. sharp yeah. too, but, but pitta, pitta tends to be moderate in a lot of those qualities. This gets back okay. to those pairs of opposites we talked about. So I had to choose the ones that were most um, expressive. Like people of pitta nature tend to be, very, very sharp. You mentioned your wife might have more pitta because she runs warmer than you yeah, do. Right. And so that sharpness might come up in decision making. It might mm-hmm. come up in the way she expresses her opinions. Yeah, you know, it could be anything like that. It doesn't, it, there's no negative around it. It just that person has a little bit more sharpness. Whereas, like taking the vata, when I go to opinions, the vata dosha is too waffly, they've t- got too much mobility. So they're going to be like, you know, what do you want to do this weekend? Well, I don't know. There's lots of things we could do. We could do this. Yeah. We could do that. We could do the other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lots of options. Mm-hmm. Whereas you ask the person with more pitta that the sharpness could be like, oh, well, I'd like to do this. Yeah. And they don't, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. given a different option, they might make something different, but they have opinions. And that person might go out of balance during say summertime when it's too hot around them Mm -hmm. or during the time of life in adulthood, that's going to be their more times of imbalance or when the heat's out the heat of the day and they're going to feel too hot, too oily, Mm -hmm. too sharp. I guess we're the ones around them that feel the too sharpness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They don't don't suffer from that. Mm -hmm. And um, picking on my husband as well. So it's not, I'm not just talking about your partner. And So what they would do is when they're having too much hot, oily, sharp, you cultivate more cool, 
and drying and kind of dullness. And that dullness mm-hmm. might be through bland spicing and things like that. Because one of the things I think is really interesting about the doshas is they drive us to desire the things that are going to put them out of balance. Like a person who has a lot of this pitta quality of hot Mm -hmm. tends to like spicy foods. Mm -hmm. And then they take the spicy foods and then they get hotter and and sharper. (laughs) (laughs) And I always think this is so the dosha can kind of be seen that it can, it can kind of have that, the time where you can see, Oh, look, this is what goes on. So you bask in your dosha. <laughs> exactly. I love that term. You to bask in the dosha. Yes. And the word dosha, I mentioned this a long time ago, but the word dosha means fault, like a fault line. Yeah. That we don't see the fault line until the earthquake happens. Right. And so with the dosha, we don't see the pitta till the fiery, till you have that salsa in the fire comes up and then you go, oh, mm-hmm. there I see it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. someone who has more vata or kapha they're not going to throw themselves out of balance so easily with hot, spicy things because they're cold. So the pitta nature person or a person who has more pitta imbalance wants to mm-hmm. cultivate things that are cooling. So they're not driving themselves out of balance. And then the kapha dosha comes in and they've got more cool, heavy, moist, dense qualities, a lot of stability. And during times of day or year or lifetime, that we see more heavy, moist, dense qualities is when the kapha dosha is more disturbed. Now, if I have a lot of kapha dosha, it means that I want to cultivate the opposite of these. Mm-hmm. So more hot and sharp and kind of light qualities. So I might look through my foods or my activities to the kapha nature person who's feeling too cold, heavy, moist, dense, I have them, you know, wake up early, get up in the sunshine, do some stretching. And of course, it's kind of the opposite of their nature. Mm-hmm. And I think that's at the heart of Ayurveda is trying to do things that are at the opposite of our nature hmm. to bring ourselves back into balance. Okay. Okay. So, so it's, it, you're, you're trying to, when we were talking about the opposites, you're trying to keep a balance between the two. Mm-hmm. And if you're really heavy kapha, then you try to bring in some pitta. And if you're, mm-hmm. and so on, and maybe some uh, uh, vata to, to mm-hmm. keep a, a balance between the two. Yeah. Okay. And so, and I would even go down to the level of the qualities and say, if I was really heavy kapha, then I want to bring in lightness. And mm-hmm. that could be what I do with my vata, eat lighter mm-hmm. foods or cultivate lighter things. Because like you're bringing up, the doshas balance each other. Okay. So vata dosha is really balanced by kapha and a little bit of pitta. We need a little bit of mm-hmm. that heat. And pitta is really balanced by vata and kapha. Mm-hmm. And kapha, of course, is really balanced, like you just said, with vata and pitta. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I see you're getting it. You get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's your certificate uh-huh. here. Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Another quality that I, I think I want to back up. I, another thing I want to say is... We talked about time, like time of day, time of year, time of life. Mm-hmm. And today I want to talk a little bit about climate, like where you live, what the weather's like, where you live. Mm-hmm. And we don't have any control over these things. Like we can't change. Okay. Right. Yeah. We can't. Well, even the time of day, we can't change the time of day or the time of mm-hmm. year, or the time of our life. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of set fixed costs. You know, it's like, I, yeah. I have to deal with that. 
And we all are going to be subject to the doshic shifts that go on during the time of day, the time of year, the time of life. So someone who is kapha dosha, for example, has a lot of mm-hmm. kapha in their constitution or in their makeup. Mm-hmm. They're going to have more kapha in the morning, during oh, the yeah. springtime, mm-hmm. and during childhood. And it's natural to have kapha in the morning mm-hmm. and in childhood. Okay. Right. Because that's where they are. They are kapha, they're over kapha. Right. So they really have to take care that they're balancing out the kapha during those times. Mm -hmm. They might not have to work so hard at it once the sun comes up and it's all hot out and they're moving around. Mm -hmm. It's just that time they're going to be harder. And with pitta dosha, a pitta nature person will have a harder time in the middle of the day when it's hottest during the summertime as an adult. So they'd want to take special care during those times to take in cool mm-hmm. and moist qualities so that their pitta doesn't go too crazy. They may want to move close to the ocean. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> See, you're already jumping to climate. I love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then just to round out our trio, the vata nature person is going to have a more, they're going to be more vata, have more distraction mm-hmm. and more confusion and feel lighter and drier. Mm-hmm in the afternoon, um, during the fall and winter, and they're older aged. Yeah. So we can see how everybody's impacted by these, but the person who has that nature is more impacted. Yeah. So jumping to climate, this is another thing we can't control. These are all looked at as external factors that affect the dosha. Mm-hmm. So you were saying like a person who has pitta nature is hot and sharp and everything. They're probably going to do better by the coast. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. makes so much sense because they're, I think of we're up in Northern California. So you might be close to the Santa Cruz coast or going up North San Francisco and up there. Mm-hmm. Or even if I go up into Oregon coast or Washington coast, sure. mm-hmm. it's cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. Okay. It's interesting. So, so uh, um, I, I, I see then, I'm thinking of myself, I must have more vata than pitta because I don't mind the heat. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I enjoy it. Anne must be more pitta in that she is often, she hates the heat and, and, right. and she would rather live in a place that never got above uh, 70 degrees. Mm-hmm. And that boy, it, it, when it gets to 70 degrees, that's when I pull the long underwear out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a constant shift. And it's it's really funny because we're always, we're almost always in relationship, not with someone who's just like Mm -hmm. us, but with someone who is different from us in whatever way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think it keeps it interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As long as we can, we can put clothes on. I don't know if Mm -hmm. if your wife has ever used this argument, but I always, this is what I like is when someone says, you can put a sweater on, but I can't keep taking off my clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I get that. I get that all the time. Yeah. And, and then I keep a blanket by the uh, couch. So when we're mm-hmm. watching TV, I can get under the blanket and she can uh, sit there in a t-shirt and uh, Levi's right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. so some other parts, we think of like Vata being cold and dry and light. And so are there climates that you can think of that might have that cold, dry quality to it? Well, I guess the desert. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, would that be a climate or a location? But well, uh, actually, it's a, it's a location that has a climate. So that's yeah. <laughs> okay. There we go. I didn't yeah. ask the question well. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, which where the air is very dry and and mm-hmm. uh, it can be very hot. 
Uh, right. And so um, with Vata Dosha, like in the, the high desert, thinking up in the high mm-hmm. desert, it can be cold and dry. Well, that's true. I had, I had a, a student in class one time who lived in the high desert. She was, again, mm-hmm. very Vata with a very Pitta partner. Mm-hmm. And she would come into class and they would fly into Grass Valley. And this room we were in was oh. very cold. Mm-hmm. It was winter mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That was when we had to all meet in person. And she would bring with her five water bottles and a down sleeping bag. And she, she would sit in class with a water bottle at her feet, one for each hand, one behind her back, one on her belly, inside a down sleeping bag. And she'd just be so cold because she lived up in Scottsdale. And it was just, it was wintertime. It was so cold and dry that she could never warm up her body. You know, yeah, it's just... Yeah. So you say water bottles, you mean like that hot water bottle. Hot water right? bottles, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Or is that what it's called? Yeah, the hot water bottle. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, so for her or for most Vata nature, if you're living in a climate that's cold and dry, then mm-hmm. you have to find ways to stay warm enough to create that warmth. Mm-hmm. And for her, she created the, the water bottle down sleeping bag <laughs> method. <laughs> Eventually she moved to Hawaii and then she was happy, but her husband was not quite so happy because yeah. now, now it was warm and moist yeah, and yeah, he had to yeah. deal with that. Yeah. So I always laugh because people will say, you know, what other places might disturb Vata? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the Arctic. It's like, yeah, yeah I guess I, there are very few pittas, I think, that would have the Arctic. <laughs> no, there can't be more than 100 people altogether. <laughs> so, so yeah so so climate can affect us as well if the qualities of our dosha are the same as the qualities of the climate that we live in then we're going to have some struggles we have to find ways to minimize our negative impact from living in that environment mm-hmm. now pitta like you mentioned they would oh i should say where vata should live so i mentioned this woman who moved from scottsdale to hawaii mm-hmm. so those climates that are warm and moist are going to be preferable. So yeah. it's it's not it's not really feasible for all vatas to move to the equator. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. just get down there, get that little temperate zone. But you can put into place, um, you can just be cautious about how can I stay warm enough in this climate mm-hmm. that's cold. Yeah. And then if I and then ultimately, if I had to because of my health, I don't think it's any. I don't think there's any question about why it is that people as they age move to to the South or move mm-hmm. down into Florida where it's warm and moist or down into Arizona where it's warm and warm dry. And dry. Yeah. 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 To get that and, um, offset that Vata. And, and that's life. your stage of life is the, the Vata's when you're older. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now pittas have that hot, oily, sharp quality. And you had mentioned like the coast would be really good because mm-hmm. it's got a cool, moist Mm-hmm. Almost a little bit heavy quality. That's kind of I think yeah. of the fog rolling in. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're going to be someplace. They want to go someplace where it's going to be a little bit cooler. They might really enjoy the high desert where mm-hmm. it's cold and dry. Yeah, during and, winter um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think of some of our states that are green and moist, like Idaho and Washington, and mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if the ones that get cold and dry, um, Nebraska, Michigan, that yeah, they could have. Yeah. They probably do well at that temperate zone. You know, just um, that reminds me the the Midwest is a lot more moist than I realized. I know when uh, Julia was going to Purdue, I got off the plane, the plane, and I saw how everything was green, unlike California. And, and, yes. and I just took a a good whiff. It was very, it was muggy. But the first thing that came to me was, this is Hilo. This is Hilo, Hawaii. 
you know, oh, interesting. I, just, I, I was just looking and thinking if, if I wasn't in here, I, because it just smelled like Hilo. It felt like because everything was green and lush and growing and, mm -hmm. and stuff and moist. And, uh, and yet I imagine somebody from Indiana would go to Hilo and say, boy, it's beautiful here and not recognize that's exactly how it is there. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, but I, 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 that was the first thing that came to my mind when I uh, um, was walking in the uh, um, a Park there, and just how everything, all the, there wasn't any brown grass like there is in California, right? In, in the summer. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting. I think it's that quality of the green and the moistness and everything that makes it yeah. so it's really mm -hmm. pacifying to Pitta. I think it's, I think it's pacifying to all of us. We really mm -hmm. like yeah. nature. But it, what I was thinking of too, while you're saying that was like Pitta's going to, they're going to appreciate that moderate climate. And then the more muggy it gets, like maybe the summertime in Indiana is going to be like, oh, now it's too hot. Muggy. Yeah, it is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they'd have to take care during that time. Cause it's like, this is where you get to see these overlays because that mm -hmm. time of life, the time of year, along with the climate, <laughs> And mm -hmm. yeah, so we're looking at all these different things that these could be factors creating a doshic imbalance. So mm -hmm. if someone came in, if I was operating in that, that area and someone came in to talk to me about getting migraines and it was the middle mm -hmm. of summer and they were living in Purdue or in Hilo, then mm -hmm. I might say, mm -hmm. okay, you're probably getting overheated. You know, it's like, let's find ways to cool you off and see if we can mm -hmm. get around it in that way. So we, in Ayurveda, we kind of look at the symptoms as indicators of doshic imbalance and then we look at, is this being impacted by your diet and lifestyle? Is it being impacted by the time of year, the time of life, or the location that you're living in? Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. it's easier to fix when it's your diet and lifestyle. Right, right. Because <laughs> we, yeah. yeah, we can't change the time yeah. of year or the time of life, <laughs> the yeah, climate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, we got kapha dosha, who it's heavy, moist, and dense. And so thinking of climates that are a little bit, uh, maybe the moist, dense, cool uh, climate. Mm -hmm. So this would be something like Hilo or mm -hmm. what you were describing in Purdue. Is it Purdue is the town? Well, I, actually it's uh, Lafayette. In okay. Lafayette. In, so in Lafayette, then it's going to be, you know, probably going to be more exacerbating or more imbalancing to Kafadosha because of the heavy quality with the humidity mm -hmm. and it's, it has that cool quality for many months out of the year. Yeah. yeah so um, I think also like tropics wouldn't be so great for kapha, the humidity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but if we all had to move exactly that would pacify our dosha, we'd have very interesting uh, segregation going yeah. <laughs> throughout the world. Well, that's right. There's not much space in the world that's uh, um, cool and uh Moist. I, I, I remember I was um, when I was doing my physical therapy. She lived in Pacifica, a town right below San Francisco on the coast. And she was asking what I did over the weekend. And I said, Oh, I mostly stayed inside because it was so hot. She goes, Oh, it was hot, huh? I didn't know that. Because <laughs> it was only maybe about 65, 70 degrees because it's always cool in uh, Pacifica. Yeah. And then it dawned on me it's always cool in about 1% of the earth, you know, waste right on the ocean. And the other 99% during the summer months, it's typically very hot and often hundred degrees or more Right. Uh, for most of the world. It, mm -hmm. There's only a, a few places where it's just comfortable and cool uh, uh, frequently and all year round, especially during the summer months. 
uh, so you, you got maybe less than one percent of the land where you've got everybody <laughs> that's uh, uh, Kafa wants to end up. So it's right, like, yeah. Well, they want to end up kind of like in the desert, low desert, because that's kind oh, of oh, offset yeah, yeah. that quality yeah. of kafa. But you're right. I, I, I think yeah. I was reminded while you were talking about the Mark Twain quote: "The coldest winter he ever spent was a summer in San Francisco." Yeah, <laughs> right, right. That's, that's the. Uh... <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but you're right. There's always some place that's going to be pacifying. I think of the snowboarders. I remember mm -hmm. um, Sean White. This was after oh, the Olympics, maybe eight years ago. He had he had commercials where he was just chasing the next place to be either surfing or snowboarding. And so he's, mm -hmm. he's got his, somebody on the phone go, okay, we're heading to Australia, you know, and as soon as yeah. the season shifted, <laughs> they got to go someplace else. Cause you could yeah. always chase the perfect climate or the perfect right. weather. Right. Yeah. And so, that's so Cappadocia might be living in a place that's cool and moist. Um, I think of this, Oh, this is, I think is really fascinating. I met a man very pitta in nature but he had a lot of Cappadocia imbalances. And in talking to him, he'd been living for the last like 20, 30 years in the Pacific Northwest, which is mm -hmm. cool and moist and heavy. Right. And the longer he lived there, it was kind of like the more Kapha he became, mm -hmm. the more slower he talked and the more methodical his approach and kind of the more stable his mind. And it was very interesting because he was even reflecting back on how where you live can actually impact your dosha to the point that it might, you know, you'll see more well, people. You, you, you adapt to your climate. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I always think that it's no, no wonder to an Ayurvedic person that Starbucks and Pete's coffee began in Pike's place in Washington, yeah. where it's yeah. you know, where everybody's <laughs> walking around and they're all very kapha. And so mm -hmm. coffee's got that sharp, hot quality mm -hmm. to it. That's going to offset the kapha. And so then Starbucks decides they have to send it out in the world, but they, so they send it like to LA where there's a bunch of vatas down there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so they have to put milk and sweetener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to change the drink because you can't get yeah. by just with black coffee down there. You yeah. gotta have something oh, that makes it interesting. Hmm. So a lot of times I think we, we uh, minimize the negative impact by what we take in, for example, the coffee in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. And in a perfect world, the kapha could go live in the in the low desert where it's hot and dry, and that would help balance their kapha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's about it. When we look at these, again, the, the main point of these things is they're outside factors that we can't mm -hmm. change, but we can take steps to minimize their negative impact with our diet and lifestyle. Okay, so how how you, you recognize what your needs are and how it, maybe it's with the climate or, uh, or, or where you are in life and stuff and trying to keep the things in balance so you have the right amount of kapha, the right amount of penna, and the right amount of bhatta. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. And do. Well, good. So um, we're going to pick up next week and talk about, we're going to start talking about the doshas in, in particular and start looking at them, how someone might recognize them in themselves and how right. it might impact them physically, mentally, emotionally, that kind of thing. Yeah, because I, I do think I still uh, um, need to have a better understanding on how they di differentiate because when mm -hmm. I try to figure it out on my own, I'm not always right. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, that's good. If you were, <laughs> let's see if I could say this correctly. If you did everything right, you wouldn't be learning anything at all. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You, you learn from your mistakes. So I, I, I'm, I've been uh, learning a lot through this. 
<laughs> and I should let everybody know we were having a conversation beforehand and that sentence came up yeah, that Jerry yeah, had told yeah. his students. And yeah, so that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, the if you don't same. make any mistakes, you don't learn anything at all. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, so make those mistakes. Yeah, that's right. I look forward so to it. What, <laughs> so what I'd kind of challenge people to do as a takeaway from today is, is kind of think about the place that you live. And if it mm -hmm. tends to be more cold, more hot, more does mm -hmm. it have more moisture? Is it drier? And then start to reflect on how does that impact you? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good deal. Well, thank you, Jerry. Okay. It's been a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah. And uh, okay. I look forward to next week. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll see you then. Okay. Thank you. This is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson wishing you good health. <laughs> Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash iyourwhatnow. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.